I want to reread the Mishnah for one moment because I just want you to think about what the Mishnah says or what Rabbi Lazar says in the Mishnah. So let me ask you to please just to reread. Okay, so fine, we don't, we're not going to comment on these. We've discussed this plenty. This is the part that's of interest. Firstly, it's obviously Rabbi Elazar. How do you know it's Rabbi Elazar? Other than I'm probably sure all the good Mishnahis probably kiss by out have it that way. How do you know the Shrayim? Generationally, it makes sense, particularly if the Gemara understands this as the source, reasonably so. Rabbi Elazar holds that Adi Messira Karti, and Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Elazar are contemporaries. To review very, very quickly, first generation I'll call Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. His students, next generation are Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Hoshua, uh, Rabbi Rabin Gamliel. Uh, the next generation would be Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Laza ben Azaria uh, and I don't know, Rabbi Ishmael. Uh, that's the third generation, and that's the last generation in Yatna. Then you have the Bar Kochba revolt, and the center of gravity moves to northern Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Akiva has five major Talmidim, maybe six. Uh, which are Rabbi Neir, whose father, I don't we, we know his name, Rabbi Yehuda, whose father is Eli, Rabbi Shimon, whose father is Yochai, Rabbi Elazar, whose father is Shamua, that's the Tana, Rabbi Elazar ben Shamua, Rabbi Yosei, whose father's name is Chalafta, and then you can throw Rabbi Nechemia in there as well. Those are the Rabbi Senu Shabadaram that Rabbi Akiva taught in the Gemara Yavamas after, the, after, all, after his 24,000 Tamid died. But those Tamid and Rabbi Akiva are the mainstays of the Mishnah. It is Rabbi Elazar. Um, there is no, the, the only Stam Rabbi Eliezer belongs to the second generation, the, the call it the first of Yavna, if you want. Um, there's a Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, who's either, I think, third generation, um, but there's no Rabbi Eliezer that I know of in Usha, which is, a, which, and, and the, the fifth generation is Rabbi Hudanasi and the children of those other Tanaim, like Rabbi Yishma, Rabbi, Rabbi, uh, uh, Rabbi Yishma, Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yehuda, uh, Rabbi Shimon Elazar, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, those are all like Rebbe's contemporaries, so that's the fifth generation. So if it's Rabbi Elazar, if it's somebody here who's going to be arguing with Rabbi Meir, not in the Mishnah explicitly, but as the Gemara presents it, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Aleph, that Rabbi Aleph has to be Rabbi Elazar, right? as opposed to Rabbi Eliezer. In Yiddish, Rabbi Luzer, as opposed to Rabbi Lazer. Okay, fine. So Rabbi Elazar says what? Okay. Now, how does Pshat, reading Rabbi Lazar's statement, Abal Pishen Alav Edim, in other words, the last, last in the Mishnah was, Kasa Bechsavyadov Ein Alav Edim, and the last one was, Yesh Bosmav Ein Bo Ela Edachad. So neither of those two cases are there Edim on the get. Rabbi Lazar says, even though there are no Edim on the get, there are two questions that you have to ask about the Mishnah. Number one, what is the scenarios in the first part of the Mishnah? Are there Edim or are there no Edim? Number one. And number two, does Rabbi Elazar, based upon how you understand the first part of the Mishnah, that there are or there aren't Edim, does Rabbi Elazar agree or disagree with the first part of the Mishnah? He obviously, he disagrees with the Tanakhama, but the question is, does he disagree with anything the Tanakhama said? 
as opposed to what the Tanakama implies. Does Rabbi, what, are, what is the scenario in those first three cases? Are there Ede Mesira, number one? And number two, does Rabbi Elazar agree or disagree with those? Shemi, you want to say something? I would assume that there were no Ede Mesira in the first one. Okay. Why? Um, I've seen a reason, but I don't know what it is. Not acceptable. Yes. Why? There is one interpretation we've shown him, I think, who says this, this question obviously plays an enormous role for determining the, le- the question, the first issue that we're not starting with, which is right? what, Lass, what the cases are in the first case of the Mishnah, and when Rabbi Yolasa agrees with them, as stated, and is just adding something, additional layer, which he's disagreeing with the implied statement of the Tanakhama, so that will determine whether the Mishnah is a good raya for the sheet of the riff, or it's not. And there are two ways. Here's, here's what I would tell you. If the first cases of the Mishnah, there are no Eina Misira, and Rabbi Elazar agrees with them, but he's going beyond that, then the riff has proven his point, and we can close the Gemaras on the second half. There are two ways of getting around this particular raya. There are just two paths. What are the two paths? Right. The Reisha has a de Mesira. What? Well, what, what do you say? The Reisha didn't. Doesn't have a de Mesira. What? Again, if Rabbi Elazar agrees with everything the Tanakhama said, not they don't have the same position, understandably. What you can say about the Tanakhama is, is that if there is no Adam in it, and you gave it in front of Adam, that's not good lachatchila. That's what you can say about, that's clearly disagree on. The question is, what were the cases that the Tanakama was talking about? Right, the Tanakama had two cases in which there were no Adim in there. In the, not, there weren't two Adim Sherim in the get itself. One had those not. The Tanakama says that those getting up soul and Rabbanam. Is it even with Adim Asira? Or he's talking about without Adim Asira? Well, that, yes, but maybe. But is there anything more compelling? So, and before we, before we go there, before we go there, my, my, the point I was making was as follows. If the cases in the Reisha are dealing with Aude and if Rabbi Elazar agrees with those cases, but he goes beyond them, then the Rif has proven his point, in principle. Because if the Reisha cases are without Aude but there are Eid Hasima plus the Sofer, or uh, uh, you know, again, whether it's the Ksava Sofa, the Hasama Sofa plus Eidechaz, or it's Ksaviado Shobal, or in the middle case where you have just regular Eide Hasima, if there are no Eide Mesir in those cases, and Rabbi Elazar agrees with the outcome, but he's going a step further. He's saying that if you happen to have Eide Mesira, it's Kashal Chachila. Then the riff has to be correct. Then Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar sheets in principle that Eide Hasima, Eide Mesira, Karti, is not Eide Mesira. Because you have cases in the Mishnah that are at best, Eide Chasima, there are no Eide Mesira, and Rabbi Lazar agrees with them, that he agrees with the Tanakhama that those cases are Pasul L'Chathchila. Which means, really, Af Eide Mesira Karten. And in fact, arguably, it's not just that. It's that, what case in the Mishnah would Rabbi Lazar be moda to that's not of the three, but would prove the risk point? If you had two proper Eide Chasima with Isman, 
you've solved all the problems that were defective in those three in, in those three gittin. That would be kosher lechatchila, according to Rabbi Lazar, just like if you have Edei Nesirah. Even though there are no Edei Nesirah. In other words, those three cases would only be pasal lechatchila because there was no Zman, you didn't have to aid him, and there were no Edei Nesirah. The reason why they're kosher is because by the Zman you had to Edei Chasima. By Ksaviyad, though, it's like two Edei Chasima, like hundred Edei Chasima. By it's like there are two the aid and the sofer, or the aid and the ksav of the sofer, or the aid and the ksav of the ba, whatever it is. Whatever case it is, you have aid chasima, you have no aid misira, Blazer says it would be, it's kosher. And if you had two proper aid chasima, it's kosher lachachima. Like the Tanakhama? Yes. If the first cases there are no Ede Mesira, and Rav Lazar agrees with the din that it's Pasul Lechatchila, but it's really Kasher B'diyabet, and you can also infer that if there were two Ede Chasima, in other words, those are all cases where you don't have two Ede Chasima plus Van. You have no Ede Mesira, you have two, you have something less than two Ede Chasima plus Van, and B'diyabet it's Kasher, Lechatchila it's Pasul. So, but the implication is if you had two Ede plus Van, and even though there are no Ede Mesira, it would be kosher l'chatchila for the Tanakhama. And Rabbi Lazar agrees, and he's just saying that if you just had Edei Nesira, and you had no Edei Chasima, it would also be good. So there are only two ways to break the Raya for the Rift. Ephraim? Yeah, yeah. You could, but it sounds so much better if you do it the other way. But you're right, in Echanami, you've already established it's kosher midaraisa. Yeah. So what are the two ways to break the... Yeah, I'm sorry. What are the two ways to break the linkage? Shimmy, one. One. You get one. I give the friend the other. One. Let's say that you read, as I think the writer does, that all the cases have Edei Nesira, uh, which is challenging, but okay, Ephraim. Two. Okay. Two, Shimmy. He disagrees. Now, the latter is a very difficult approach to take. Why? Shimmy? Yeah. In other words, the continuation, the Tanakhama says, these three things are getting some of the Nisei Sablat Gasha. And Rabbi Lazar comes along and says, In other words, I, I can see your case. Because you have some kind of edus in there. And I'm saying, even if there were no edim, if you gave it in front of edim, that would be good. It really sounds like he said that would, this would be good too. If Rabbi Elazar had, with this is a with Tanakama, what would Rabbi Elazar have said? One of the Bishonim says this. Rabbi Elazar Omer? I don't think, I think he just wants to say, Im love edim, or better, That's the way. And he would be saying, I don't care what you have to say. All I care about is Edei Mesira. But when he says, It implies, yeah, I agree with you, say, but I can get you another case. You are worried about this, that you're missing one aid, you're missing two Edem, you're missing Zman. A day Mitsira? No problem. Fine. Any 
Again? There's no Mizrif Beto. What's the Mizrif Betoho here? No, you don't have Mizrif Betoho here. In one case, you have no signatures. In one case, you have one Kusher signature, or maybe two Kusher signatures, depending on whether you, how you want to read that. You know, Hassam, you know, or Ksav Yod, it's either his Ksav and one aid, or, or somebody else's Ksav and one aid. The Yeshba Yedemim Bozman, there's no Mizrif Betoho, there's no false information there. So there's no Mizrif Mitocha issue here. Mizrif Mitocha would have to be Goyim, Sulim, Krohim. And maybe Shalodishma, which was the topic of discussion in the first parak. So in order to, in order to break the Raya for the Rif, which the Raya agrees with the Rif, but he says this isn't a Raya. You have to say that either Rabbi Lazar disagrees with Tanakama, or the Tanakama is talking about cases where there are eating Misira. Now, obviously, if it's a case where there are eating Misira, What's the Tanakhama's position? Jimmy? Yeah. Okay, so that's the Mishnah. It's a loaded Mishnah. Now let's turn to the Gemara. Gemara is not quite as loaded. Yes, fine. Rabbi Yehuda, who, who requires both Ksiva and Chasima. Right, the question is, so... so Clearly, clearly, Rabbi Lazar's position seems to be, Rabbi Lazar's position, remember that there's another machlokas in Gittin, of Lishma. When the Torah says, Lishma, what is the Ksiva referring to? Rabbi Lazar says it is the Ksiva Saget, and Rabbi says it's the Chasima Saget, the writing of the signatures. Now, why does Rabbi Lazar read that way? Presumably because it's Pshat. Why does Rabbi Meir read that way? Because Rabbi Meir believes that Eide Hasima Karti. Now, there is no Eide Mesira mentioned in the Pasuk if you read the Chasav on the Ksivas Aget. But there is something else in the Pasuk which is going to come up right at the end of Arsugya, which, which, elicit, which was the major raya for Rabbi Nutam, which was the Nasan Biyada. Does Rabbi Elazar require Nasina Lishma? That's the Havamin of the Gemara Pevav on the base. I don't know. I didn't ask you to read that. I probably should have. Uh, did I make that? No, it's not. No, it's not in our thing. It's on the next Mishnah. I should have really had you read down to the bottom of the page. Um, so maybe when we read the Gemara now, we'll read that, that, that Mishnah as well, because that's the, that's the main argument for uh, Rabbi Nutan. Uh, but for Rabbi Elazar, what has to be Lishma? Daniel, I'll take your question in a second. Uh, uh, so, right now we say the Ksiva. Does the Nesina have to be Lishma? Why would the Nesina have to be Lishma? Maybe because Eide Nesira, Karti. In other words, alright, and we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit a more at some point. Uh, Daniel, your question. The, the Rift's position, and, uh, and I would say all, almost all of Chachmi, and a Talmud of the Rift, Rabbi Ephraim, quoted in the Bahamor, is that it's Dafke Edi Nisira Karte Edi Chasima for Rabbi Lazar Lomala Blomori. Okay. So now let's go to the Gemara. 
And the Gemara on Tevav Amid Beis. Jonathan, please read. Amar Rabbi Huda Amar Rav. Or Rabbi Lazar Amar Afalpi. I'm sorry. Okay, so what Shtaros are we talking about here? Fun, fun. Shimmy? Oh, 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 Shimmy's going for the jugular here. He said a Shtar Kenyan. He says, well, he says, well, although things might flip. Um, there, you're going to see there are two opinions in the Mishonim as to what, uh, what the, what the Machlokas might be about by Shar Shtaros. It happens to be that if there's a position that divides Shimi and allows for us to paskin like Rab Lazar, not pas- if we're going to split the Psach by Shtari Mamon, Shtari Kinyan will be like Rab Lazar. See, conceptually speaking, Shimi, it makes no sense to distinguish between... Why would one distinguish between Gitten and Shtar Shtaros? Does that make any sense to you whatsoever in the slightest bit? Even a Kol Shahu, of a Mashahu, of a Shemetz, of a Remez, of an anything? No, if you're saying that Edus is required for something, if Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Meir have a machlokas across the board, they're arguing something about the nature of Edus. Of what, what is the Edus that I'll call, makes something a star? I'm already borrowing now language from Shemeshka. Um, what is what turns what Edus turns the star into a star? Whatever exactly it is, does it make sense to distinguish between the two, Shemi? Yes, but I presume the Machlokas also applies by Kiddusha. I, I take it as a given that the Machlokas Eidim Esir Akarte and Yechasim Akarte will apply by Kiddusha as well. Um, see, don't, let's not... Well, yes. So, I, I'm making an observation, which is not my observation, that the Ran is going to make, and I think others may have made, which is, it's hard to understand why would one be Mechalik between... In other words, Rabbi Lazar hold their sheet consistently. If you are accepting the principle that Ede Mesira are what makes the transaction or the star into a star, if it's, if, it's, if it's the act which is Meshava in a star, why would you distinguish between the two? And the answer is you wouldn't. Now, the possibility exists that maybe by Shtare Mamanos, like Shtare Kinyan, Shimi, maybe in a Hanami, even Rav would be moda, that it works. But only by Shtari Raya. Does, it not, does he say we don't pass the like Rabbi Lazar? Because what does Rabbi Lazar say? Without looking back, I know normally I want to, what does Rabbi Lazar say? He says, Finish the sentence. Right. Notice what he picks up upon. Now, that's how we know it works for Mamanos. But the Chiddush of Rabbi Lazar, why is that a Chiddush, by the way? So let's step back for a moment for a very, very important piece of the Kiyos that you always need to know whenever you learn 
anything in the Zika and maybe Nashim, classic Nashim stuff. Shibud. What is a Shibud? It's a lien on the property that you have a right to collect it from the tavern, even if it is close to the Nashim. Okay, so that's what a Shibud is. Now, where does the concept of Shibud come from? That's a major machlokas hamorayim in the last sugyan Baba Basra. If you, if you got tired and you learned Baba Basra with such a slava, so you started that phase, and you just flagged as you got to the end of the you said, oh, what's going to be on the last da? It's like one of the most important sugyas in Shas. Whether shibud deraisa, shibud alad deraisa. Now, there are two opinions amongst the Amorayim there. I think it's, I want to say it's Rav and Shmuel against Veshlakish Rav Yochanan and the other Amorayim discussed also. One position is that by right, the, the, the Mishnah, you have to understand the starting point. The Mishnah tells you within that Milva Bishtar is Govam and Achasim Meshubadim. Milva Alpeh is only Govam and Achasim Benecholim. If you lend somebody money with a Shtar, you have the right, by default, unless you exclude it, you, uh, you, you have the right to collect from land that they own at the time or subsequently own, and it's sold, even if it's sold to somebody else, if they can't pay. You get two things on the person. You get a shibut hagoft, an obligation upon them to repay you and any assets they have, and a shibut on the chasim. It is limited to karka. The reason it is limited to karka, at least the svara, is that when you lend, I'm going to take the standard. There are two different interpretations as to how shibut works. The more standard one is that it's a kinyan. It's when I lend money to Shimi, all of his land, I get a mix of kinyan. If he can't pay me back and you subsequently bought the land from him, when I come and take the land from it's because I bought it first. It's kind of like a kinyanala tonight. So a lot of we shown him explain. The other thesis, which took me a long time to fully grasp, and I don't even remember what I finally understood, but I know it's about Arvos. The persons, the chasim, are considered an arev. Uh, the reason why you can't go and collect from the chasim of Shubadim if the, if, uh, if the, if the lova has money himself, is either because when you made a Kenyan, Allah Tanai, the Tanai was, if you don't have the Chassim, then, then I'm buying this from you now. If you don't eventually have the Chassim, and if it's because of Arvus, it's because the rule is, a Nefraim in a Arif Tchila. You can't go to, in general, you're not allowed to go to the guarantor until the, until the debtor can't pay back him or herself. So, there is this concept of Shibud. It only comes with the Milva Bishtar, uh, and it only applies to land. It only applies to land because Either whatever payrush you have for how shibud works, and whether it's the rice of the Rabbanon, part of it is a smichlis das, what you're counting upon. So here's the deal. If your HP laptop, I'm not going to lend you money, Jonathan, on the smach that I'll collect your HP laptop, because you can make the laptop disappear very easily. You can hide it. You can sell it. Uh, you know, you can, you can do a, a Yaakov Avinu or the Havamin of Lavan. You can convert it into diamonds. You can keep it in your mouth or something like that. Uh, and this way, I can never get it. So, whereas if it's land, you can't take land with you. So I always know where your land is going to be, I'm going to come after. Now, why is it that you get... So, Adkan, that's pretty straightforward. But the Mishnah distinguishes between a Milva Bishtar and a Milva Alpeh, a loan where there were no Shtar. Either, uh, let's assume that there were Edim, because there's no Edim, of course you can't collect from the Chas and the Shabbatim, because there's no proof that you loan the money. It's just these two guys say. That doesn't prove anything. That's the easiest communion in the world to make. Yoni and I decided that we're going to steal Nisim's property. Well, so I owe, I owe Yoni, I, you know, I sold Nisim land, uh, and I'll just say, you know, I owe Yoni money, so sorry, there was a loan. Of course, that's ridiculous. Uh, but, uh, but the reason, but even with Adam, the Nobel Pez with Adam, you cannot come back from the Hasim Shabbat. Why? The answer is the following. Say that the Lekuhas. 
we're afraid that the uh, buyers are not, when you have a milva b'shtar, the Gemara says there's a call. The sofer comes to Edom Kam, once three people know about it, everybody knows about it. Chavra, chavra, isle, v'chavra, v'chavra, chavra, isle. Everybody knows about it. Everybody gets the ha. But when you do a milva alpeh, and there are only two Edom there, and in lava milva, that's not enough. That's simply not enough. Uh, and people are not, and not everybody's going to find out about it, and therefore, um, there's no, we're afraid that the Lakuchos are going to buy land. Normally when you buy land, today when you buy a house, you do a title search on it. You pay a company to do a title search. You buy insurance on that in case they mess up. Because in case anybody has a lien against the house, the person who sells it to you, you could lose the house. Because their lien, their shibud, is prior to your purchasing the house. Now, what the Gemara makes clear is that Me'ikar Hadin, there's no difference between Milva Bishtar and Milva Alpeh. Either shibud is Daraisa or shibud is Lav Daraisa. The Gemara says the following. If shibuda is Daraisa, then by right you should have a... a um, a lien even by Nechassim, even by Mohalpa, but the Rabbanon canceled the Shibud because of Pseidah the Lekuchos. On the other hand, if you believe that Shibud does la Doraisa, then you should never have a Shibud. But the reason why the Chachamim instituted a Shibud, the reason why they created one, is because Because if you don't get a Shibud, uh, typically a person who borrows money very often, not always, is a person who's in need. And they have a lower probability of being willing to pay back. If I don't have the ability to, to be able to collect from them, from the, I see right now they have land, but they don't want to sell the land. They want to hang on to the land, but they're dachot for money. So I realize that if in the end they can't raise the money to pay me back, I, I know that that land will always be there for me to take it. Typically speaking, people were reluctant to lend people money if they didn't have land precisely for this reason. That is why, incidentally, um, we only write a principle with the person who has land because otherwise it's a milsud v'loshchich, and the Chachamim didn't make the takana, first of all, for someone who doesn't have land, because it's highly unusual. Of course, we get around that by being mocked by the person one blade of grass in your backyard, and that's the way you get around the question. It may even be enough for the for the, one of them to be moda, that the other guy has karkin. If he doesn't, that's okay. The Odisa, they work there as well. So that is the sugya shibuda d'araisa, shibuda lav d'araisa. Now, and, and if Shibuta loved the rice, why, but they needed a conditional to know those for Feyladen, why did they create a Shibut even for Milval Peh? And the answer is simple. Because if their whole purpose is to guarantee the Malva a way to collect, you just need to give them a way to collect. If the Malva chooses to be stupid and make a Milval Peh, not a Milval Peh, that's the Malva's own darn fault. It's not, uh, we, we, you know, we can help people with only so much stupidity we can save them from. So that's why, that's the way it works with a, a Milva Alpeh and, and Milva Bishtar. Now, in our case, then let's take a look at Rebbe Lazar's statement. So that's the general Hakdama. It's a Machlokas HaRishonim had a Paskin, Chachme Sfarad al Paskin, that Shibuda Daraisa, Samuch Chachme Ashkenaz Paskin, Shibuda Daraisa, the first Shach in Simen Lamed Tes, which is the first Simen after Hilchas Edom Dayanus, it's Hilchas Halva. The first shach there is this monstrously long shach where he goes through. Uh, he thinks that really we pass in Shibu the Lab Daraisa, but he thinks at least it's a speaker of the Dina. What an Afghamina is not, there might be. You have to, it's not easy to find an Afghamina between the two because the basic din is the same, the amount of shach. But the Gemara seems to have an Afghamina, might have an Afghamina, so the shach says he thinks at least a speaker of the Dina. He thinks that really Shibu the Lab Daraisa, although Pashtas most of them think Shibu the Raisa. But either way, doesn't really matter. So what is Rabbi Lazar saying here? He's saying that you have a Milva Bishtar. Uh, no, but you have a Yashar. Uh, 
And even though there are no Ede Chasim on the Shkar, there are Ede Mesira. And um, Halacha is that the, the get is kosher and Gova Mechasim Meshubadim. Now, what's the Gova Mechasim Meshubadim talking about? Well, there are two ways of understanding this, but what are the two ways of understanding it? What is she, what is she collecting? Suma. Now, the reason why this is odd is because um, the Ksuba has Eide Hasim in it. Now, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense here. The ability to collect the Ksuba, I just, I want to detour one thing. I, I'm still not satisfied, but I did get an answer to my question. I asked Roshachta yesterday, uh, years ago, when, when I, he told me, when you're Masada Kedushin, do not worry about when the Chuppah is and, and when you're signing and making the Kenya Ksuba. You know, many people are mocked because if it's late in the day, then you're going to sign the Ksuba and date it today, but they're getting married at night, and therefore it's a problem. This is not a problem at all. Asha's not a problem at all. Why? So what he said was, you just make sure that you make the Kenyan, you date it the day the Kenyan is made. It doesn't matter if you make the Ksuba today and, and, and the marriage takes place at night. Why? So I finally sort of understood, after once again going through the Sugi of Eide B'chassum and Zachano versus Shkari Hakna, which some of you started, which is a Ksuba, a Shkari Hakna. How do you know that a Ksuba is a Shkari Hakna? Because you make a Kenyan. It says a Kenyan in it. Now here's what was bugging me about it. Which is, if it's, if it's really a star hakna, then why isn't he chayev in the ksuba, regardless of whether they get married or not? What happens if you write shtari hakna on a, on a loan, and the loan is never undertaken? What's the din? Can you collect with the star hakna or not? Yes. Yes, the Gemara's chiddish is that if you don't hold, a, if it's not shtari hakna, abayis mechadish, I'm helping you along if you didn't get this in the Gemara, abayis mechadish, that eidah v'chasum azachamah. Abayi's Mechadish, that when you sign a shtar, when Eden signed a shtar, let's say, they write a shtar for the Lova, even though the Malva's not with him. If the Lova eventually, this is the key, by a, by a non-shtari hakna, you have to give, he has to give the shtar over for it to be binding. So if the Lova took that shtar, and he never gave it to the Malva, and let's say he lost it and the Malva found it, we might not know. If I write, he doesn't know anything. But if he gives it to the Malva, and the Malva gives him the money alone, the Shibut is chal from the time they signed it. Eden v'chasum so it's not a shkar mukham. Right? Otherwise, you have a problem. Because if you date, if you write a shkar saying that I borrowed money today, but you don't borrow money until three weeks from now, so that's a shkar mukham. It's possible because you're cheating the kuchos. Abai says that if you, if you, if you when you chosein the shkar, if you write a shkar today, but you backdate it, that's possible. That's mukham. But if I write a shkar today and sign it today, but I don't actually borrow the money for three weeks, that's not a problem according to Abai. According to Ravasi, it has to be shkar now. But the, the, the flip side is for Baye, the star is not binding until the loan, until the Lova gives it over to the Malva. Shtar and Hakna are binding immediately, whether you borrow the money or you don't borrow the money. So my question is, then the husband, why should we have to collect the Ksuba even without getting married, Shimmy? Um, because, oh, because if, uh, she's still married, then if she collects the Ksuba, he has her thing again? No, no, he wrote her a ksuba. They never got married. So he's looking to pay her the ksuba. No, it can't. That's Shari Hachna or not Al Tanai. That's the whole point. Eidav Bechasum of Zachan, though, means it's Al Tanai, that you actually, that the Maisha happens. That's not Shari Hachna. Shari Hachna, you look at the definition is whether you do borrow the money, don't borrow the money, you mishabit yourself right then to pay that. So, yes, Daniel.
Uh, I don't know if you can, but the point is that the star doesn't say that. You'll tell me, every, why don't you say that, Daniel, by every star, ha-ha? Why is that different than this? So I think the answer, Daniel, is probably no, is that as soon as you establish, as soon as it's conditional, according to Ravasi, you can't date it from now. As soon as it's conditional, you can't get a shebut from now. That's what I assume is going on. No, no, no. The Shtarei Hakna that the Gemara talks about, which the Mishnah calls Shtarei Chov, and the Gemara, and the case that the Gemara says that, uh, that, that Shtarei Hakna you would return, but the Mishnah is a case of not Shtarei Hakna according to Rasa. Um, but the point is that Shtarei Hakna, which are Shtarei Chov, for a loan, even though the loan never takes place, even though everybody's mode, the loan never took place, yet the loan has to pay. So why is this any different? Yeah. What are you asking? What, 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 I'm sorry, what are you saying? It does not have to be conceptual. I was very disappointed in the answer. No, no, but I'm asking you what happens if it doesn't. I get you're telling me it's all likely they got married. You, you have to get to the right point. If I, you know what the answer is? No. Nope. The answer is, in order to collect a ksuba, a woman has to produce a get. A ksuba is only a ksuba is an absolute obligation. It's payable when they get divorced or he dies. Well, no, but I, you're right. This, the, I, I'm not fully satisfied with this answer. It, it, it's in other words, it's not that it's a tanai. It's just that when a woman wants to collect her ksuba, she can't just pull out a ksuba. She's got to pull out a get also. I, I'm not fully satisfied with this answer, I have to say. I, I, I'm going back and forth on this issue, but that's what, that's what he said. Yeah, so so I, I said, you mean, really, it's obligatory. She's on a technicality. She can't collect. He said, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. Yes. Yes. He doesn't. He doesn't. We know that. Neither he nor I mean, would make any sense for us to distinguish. Yeah, but whose position is that? Neither Rabbi Meir nor Rabbi Lazar are willing to be halak. You're positing that you just have a new, new opinion here, but it's neither of their opinions. But you'd end up being saying, Halacha Krabbelazer, Pavalach Nitameh, which is a big finish. The Gemara doesn't say that. Okay. So, here is the question, Shimmy, the opposite of what you said. So, so Rabbelazer says that, that the, uh, that is kosher, the golden minachasa mishribadim. The pastor says we're not talking about the ksuba. Why? Because the ksuba, of course, the ksuba, in other words, if it's all about the ksuba, what, there would be no point in even saying go with mechasim ashrebadim. Because why can a woman collect with the ksuba? As I've just established for you, or Shechter pointed out. Because she's a get. All Rabbi Lazar has to say is the get is kosher. The, main, the ksuba was a proper ksuba, presumably. 
We left in the Ksuba was with Eidei Nesira. The Ksuba was like every Ksuba. So all you have to say is Kosher. Period. And of course it's like the Ksuba, which implies Govem and Chosem Meshubadim doesn't refer to the Ksuba, but it's a different din. Yes, Daniel. You know, I, I, it brings to mind the old Machlokas, which Basilo was Choserbo from Beishamai. The Mishnah in Yevamos and Emanadio says that if an Isha Shabam and Dina Asam Amames Vali. So initially Beishamai said Tinase, uh, and Basilo said Lo Tinase. And eventually Basilo said she can only get married exactly under those circumstances. Uh, very limited. And Beishamai says that's ridiculous. Basilo says, fine, you're right. Then Beishamai says, Tinase, she can't be married. And Tito Ksuba, she collects a Ksuba from the estate of the first husband. And Beishelo says, nothing doing. It's one thing for getting purposes, but to collect a Ksuba, so we know that the Yorshim, based on her testimony, the Yorshim cannot divide up the estate. Legabe, the Yorshim, we assume that the father's still alive. Only for her getting remarried, not for Mamanas. And Beishamai says, Misetir Ksubasa Nomad, Shekasubo, that the Chitinase Le'acher, Titli Mashekasa Lichi. It says it doesn't say this in our Ksubas. Apparently it said it in their Ksubas. That when you go marry someone else, you get the which means when you're allowed to marry someone else, you can take whatever is written in the Ksuba. You get to collect the Ksuba. So that Mishnah, and it's a very premise, rejects the idea that once you say a woman's Megureshes, she still can't collect the Ksuba because she doesn't have the threshold of evidence. It's exactly rejecting what you said. Okay. So the assumption is Govim Mechasan the me, it's not that it's, it, that's what Beis Hillel thought in the first place, Daniel. That was their original Sarah, and Beis Hillel was Chosebo. So here, the same thing would be true. It doesn't make sense to say it's the Ksuba. I think it's discussed in the Mishonim. Pashas doesn't make sense to say it's the Ksuba, because once she's Megureshes, the Ksuba is not Eidei Nesira. The Ksuba was written presumably with Eidei Chasima. Ah, but, um, uh, so it means you're collecting other, uh, from other, it means you're collecting a hoe from the Chasim Meshavad. Now, there are two possible reasons why you might not allow collection from the Chasim Meshavad by, by the Mamanos. What are the two possible reasons? Brian? Ede Mesira, okay, are not Motsiyako, which is not a fundamental reason, it's a practical reason. Or, you would say, that Ede Chasima Karti and not Ede Mesira. And those, why do you reject Rabbi Lazar by, by Sharshtaros? Is it because you believe Ede Mesira only Karti by Geth, but not by Sharshtaros? Or is it no? Really, Ede Mesira Karti, because it makes sense to distinguish between the two of them. Except for that, the concern by other Shtaros is that you're going to allow people to collect from the Chasima Shabbatim, and because there were no Edim signed in the Get, maybe those Edim do not, are not Motsi called the same way. Right? It's very different witnessing the handing over get than having a signing ceremony. Right? Well, we want to make things fancy today. We tend to do it. We have, a, we have exactly that. We have a signing ceremony. 
Not to, not two people watch the Messias again. So maybe in order to be Motsi Akol, you need the Adam signing in the get. Now, Shimi, if that, were the, if that's the argument one we're making, it will be the exact opposite of what you suggested. Meaning, Shtari Hakna, Adam Mesira, works to make a Kenyan. In other words, let's say I am transferring the field through a Shtar. Whether it's a Mecher or it's a Matana. Matana, obviously, is much simpler. Matana, you don't generally do through Kesef. You could. You could use a Pruta. Even though you're not paying for the, for the Karka, you could use a Pruta. But let's say you're transferring land through the, the Shtar. It's not just the Shtar Raya. So in that case, I would say, if Edem is Sirakarti, Edem is Sirakarti, and it works. And if instead of having Edem Chosein be Chosein in the Shtar Mecher, Shtar Matana, let's say, it's a Shtar Matana, instead I have Edem Witness to say, Sadi Lecha, Kumi Lecha Bishtar, I don't have anybody signing it. Um, you know, maybe I just identify who I am. The Sofer, the Sofer writes, not my, 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 the Sofer writes that so-and-so gave so-and-so the field. There are no Edem signed in it. The person hands the other guy the Shtar in front of to Adem, it obviously only functions as a star Kenyan, not a star Raya, because using that star later will prove nothing, because anybody could have written that star, unless it's Xavier Shell the Moher, or the, the Nosei. Um, and so, in those cases, Shimi, the star Hakna would work, because Adem is Irakarti. But, in order to get a Shibud, well, two witnesses w- watching the handing over, watching the loan, and the handing over the star, which has no Adem signed in it, that doesn't create a cult. And therefore, the Seda de Lukuchos, we wouldn't allow you to collect from the Hassan Shabadi. So you can possibly like Rabbi Lazar in principle that Adi Mesira Karti across the board, and in practice say that whenever it comes to something that involves a Shibud, which is lots and lots of Vine Mamana, Shtari Hava, uh, and, uh, and uh, even sometimes Shtari Mecher, uh, that for, for the purposes of Raya, it cannot function as a Raya for Shibud because of Seyed the Lekuchas. That, that is a road one could go down. Okay. Moving on. Who's reading for me? Jonathan, go ahead. So how could Rav say that we only postulate in Messiri Karti by the get? The Gemara says, the Chassim Meshubadim. The Rebrezer says, the Chassim Meshubadim. So the Gemara says, Wow, so the Gemara says, what? Which in itself is kind of a remarkable statement. It's like, how can anybody not pass God with a loser? Or be married to screen for a loser? Now, there are no, as far as I know, Kvalei Hapsak in Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar. There are Kvalei Hapsak and Erefin, which are not always adhered to, that um, with Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Meir, and, uh, and Rabbi Yose. And the rule is that Rabbi Yose was very stark. Following him, I believe, is Rabbi Huda, then following him is Rabbi Shimon. I think that's the Maskanet. Rabbi Meir is at the bottom of the heap. The way Rabbi Shafta always quotes the Gemara. I mean, Gemara does sort of say this. Rabbi Meir was, but this is Rabbi Shafta's language. Rabbi Meir was a super genius. And he could explain both sides of the thing, and he, so it's such, such unbelievable things. Nobody could understand which one, when he was right, when he was wrong, so that's why they couldn't possibly like him. Okay. Rishach is not a big fan of Topol. Like, so it's like straight. straight team. Okay, so. Um, so, but I guess Rory Mayer usually still winds up at the bottom of the heap, but in this case, there was, how could you not possibly like Rabbi Lazar? 
Okay, so the Gemara says... Yes, in other words, according to Rabbi Meir, who depths to disagree with Lazar, if you have no Eide Chasima, not only is it a get puzzle, it's not even, it's even a Reah Haget. Like, getting a Reah Haget, which means that the husband then drops dead, that she's a Grusha who's Psula Kahuna, because she's a tiny, tiny sliver of her Tzagrusha, that is not a very high bar to clear. Nonetheless, I feel Reah Haget Eimba. Okay. Okay, once again, it's kind of amazing because the simple reading of Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Yana is that we don't pass like Rabbi Lazar. But okay, so everybody else is saying Halacha Kral is a beginning except for Shemur. Continue. All right, so they sent the Shaila to Mary Barmar to ask Ravuna a question. Whether we pass like Rabbi Lazar begitten or not. And in the interim, he died. So, Amar Lei, who's Rabba? Rabba Brez Rahuna, who we know from many places. So, yes, his son Rabba, as opposed to Rabba Bar Nachmani, the more famous, I mean, more famous Amara. The Rav, it should be Rav. Why can't it? Why can't it be Rava? To the best of my knowledge, Rahuna was a Gadol, but not a Navi. And Rava is fourth generation Amorai, and Rahuna is second or third. So that's why uh, and Rahuna's Rebbe was Rav. So therefore, he's obviously quoting Rav. Halacha Kolos begitten, and then uh, this may be the Gemara speaking, not not Rava Bred Rahuna. So I presume Rabbi Senu Habakim Midvar Halacha refers to Rav Chama Bar Guria. So, and then Ikada Amre. The Amar. So I assume Rav Chista is Chaviraynu here. Okay, Vechain. Okay. So, now, the truth is, so how should we pass it? Yes. That could be the case, yes. I mean, I want to say, some of these people are just quoting Rav, so I don't know what that means. Um, but Rav Yochan and Rav Yanai and Rav Shlakish, uh, all of whom reject uh, who might even reject two of them, you know, by getting, but certainly reject <coughs> by Sharshtaros. So, um, so you would, you might think maybe you passed him like that. Now, the question is, does this have to mean what it means? The answer might be yes. That could be a tautology. Does it have to mean what it means? Yes, it does. Does this have to mean what we think it means? The statement without any of the context of the Gemara. Does it have to mean what it's being taken to mean here? If, if, well, there are two questions I have. Number one, it, what are getting? 
Well, Shmuel heard something. What did Rav say? Yes. I agree. I, I understand. I, I agree. I agree with you. I, I know that. I'm just pointing out. I, I, you also because the Gemara at the beginning of the Masechda, remember, says you know, and Rashi goes out of his way to to argue against that. There, the Gemara says Halacha Kolas the beginning. And I, I, you know, uh, the, the, that, the, when you read that Gemara, you wonder, do we always pass on for Abba in Masechus Gittin? Is that what the statement means? And the statement there is the same statement as here. So that's why Rashi says, Lavdafka Begittin, and the way Sadhubi Shadrach say the Gemara just doesn't want to get into this fight. It doesn't want to have to take a stand there. Here, here Shmuel's response certainly makes it clear that Shmuel thought Rav meant Begittin, Gitenash, and Bedaf. Um, how many other times does Rebbe appear in this Pesachta? Do we know? Anybody know? I just, I, I do, anyway. Okay. Now, the, if all you had was this Gemara, that would probably be an open and shut case. And you would pass them like Rabbalazar Dafka Begitten, either because we somehow split the Psakinate and Mesira, or the concern here is one of a Shibunisha. One of a Shibunisha. Uh, yes. 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 I think it's not likely. I'm just. Raising the possibility, that's all. I think it's not likely. Again, uh, it was, it was not, Rob, Shmuel didn't hear Rob say it. He heard someone else transmit it. I know, I know. I recognize that, but it just seems to me like if they were in close contact, and you like quoted it from the Yeah, yeah. Now, let me make another point, though. And this is going, Shimmy, to the heart of that question, and maybe it's, it's not actually Gittin versus Mamanos, but it's Shtari Hakna versus uh, Shibud. Note that that would fit actually nicely in Rabbi Lasser's words. The get is kasher, the govam and the is shavadim. In other words, you could argue that the get is kasher means the shtaros are kasher, and you go with the chasem is shavadim. And when the Amoraim are saying, it means by shtaros, not by shibut. That I think is perfectly plausible to those we've shown want to adopt that that understanding of how we would possibly. Just noting that. Okay. Fine. Now, let's... Um, what did I send you? Can I send you to the riff next? Let's be ready to go to start. The riff is next. Okay, what does the riff say? Your answer is? Excellent question. What does the riff say? If only we knew for sure. If only we knew for sure. Sheets. Uh, fine. Have it your way, Neiri. Okay. So I thought I could bring in my sheets with me. I did. That's okay. All right. So let, what does the riff? What does our text say? I gave you the easy part of the riff for this part. What is the riff? Jonathan, you can just finish this up. 
That's what it says in our Gemara. If that's what it says in the Rif, then very clearly that is what the Rif's opinion is. No question about it. The problem is that it's not clear that what that does not seem to be the final word in the Rif. The Ramban, I believe, will quote that what did the Rif what would the Rif can choser and do? Fine. He took out Avalo Bishtaras. That's awfully, awfully strange. See, remember, on the one hand, he's quoting... So that would be very, very nice if he... Even though Daniel, I don't think he wants to go down this road of saying, oh, you see that that the Shmuel didn't really understand Rob. Rob just said, oh, does it be getting? Because they were learning getting. We always toss that lesson in getting. I, I don't think that's what they was actually doing. But it's very odd that he erases Avol Lo Bishtaras. That was Shmuel's inference. Shmuel said, Ah Bishtaras. So that's what's a little bit complicated here. Oh, no, no. Well, no, I, I misread this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's the last part that matters. So some Ramban claims that there had been Avalobishar Shtaras, and then the Riff erased that. Well, no, because he's just quoting Rab there. And he quotes Rab, then he quotes Shemuel, then he says, Vachain in the name of Shubin Levi, and then Behilchasa, Korblasa begin. So on my own, I would have, if this is all the Riff had written, I would have said yes. The problem is if the Riff wrote in Avalobishtaris and then erased it, why did he erase it? That becomes the... Uh, now, on the other hand, you'll say because he holds it applies by everything. So why didn't he erase the word gitten? The gitten. So that remains an eternal mystery. And what the Bishonim are going to do is going to fight over the question of whether or not the Gemara implies elsewhere that we paskin um, that... By, by Shtari Mamon, whether we pass them at Avi Mesira are, are sufficient. That's the question. So let's begin. The first Makar is a Gemara in Sanhedrin, right? The Gemara in Sanhedrin is mildly tricky because you're stepping into the middle of the conversation. But that's okay. What is a Gis? Shani? Be a yes. Can a brother be a brother-in-law? Can a brother-in-law be a brother too? That's not hard. How do you get that? I know people like that. I know nobody like that. I mean, I will say that if the in-laws get, uh, if the in-law parents get along in the circumstances of the first marriage very well, it's great because it's really easy to do the next one. Two brothers married, two, brothers married, two sisters. Okay. So two brothers married two sisters. They are brothers and they are brothers-in-law. Isn't that too... Oh, I see. Uh, no, but then they won't be brothers. Okay. So, um, I would jokingly say, to quote my favorite movie, don't get into a fight with me over familiar relations and those charts. Yes, the, the parallel is, of course, 
never get into a ground war, never get into a ground war in Asia, and land war in Asia, and and never do something with a Sicilian. Okay, we got it. Okay, excellent. All right. So now I, but yeah, it, yes, it can be. I have to think a few minutes for that one. All right. So let's take a look at the Gemara and Sanhedrin. Okay, and Shimmy, for your excellent Bikias and quoting, you got to read the Gemara. Bikias is better than mine. All right. Okay. So obviously, when he was poskening, uh, it sounds like the Gemara thinks, and well, the next story is that Rabbi say that Giso is not a problem, which I frankly, by the way, do not understand, because uh, the issue of Machlokas is not about Giso; it's about whether or not uh, whether or not a, a brother-in-law's son and son-in-law are puzzle. In other words, Giso was mentioned in the Mishnah. Giso is exceptional. What's unusual about Giso is that it's the only case where you say Balki Ishto twice. Normally, when we tell them about the people are related, let's say a man, is, man cannot testify against his sister. What about his sister's husband? So we say Balki Ishto or Isha Kavaila once. We do not say it twice. Uh, except for by Gis. So I don't, it, it sounds like Giso is kosher. It's not Giso is kosher. It's that the Hasano Obno are kosher. So keep your heads on for this one. Uh, if your gis has a son, well, isn't that your wife's sister's son? Uh, you could have two wives. And it's in that case that we say that, uh, because otherwise, your, your wife's sister is only one Baal Kishto for you. That applies everywhere. And her son and her son-in-law should be possible. That's called the Rishon Berishon. Uh, does the son-in-law, the son-in-law would be two though, two Balkishtos. But anyway, I'm not, I don't, we're not, we're not doing, uh, Kohen right now. But, uh, if it's from another wife, so then that's the question whether who, no, Hasano applied. So, so I don't, I'm not sure exactly, uh, we, well, let's read on. It, it sounds in the Gemara that Rabbi Yosef suddenly holds that Gisa was not a problem. But, at all, but I don't think so. I don't understand why. But either way, the Gemara now tells a story. There are, but I thought that if you look, read the Gemara earlier, I didn't give it to you. It has to be over whether who Hassan Ovino or Giso Levado. There's a discussion. Mishnah says that Chargo Levado, a stepson, only the stepson is also to you, uh, but not his son or your uh, or or his son-in-law, right? What's that? That what? That Giso. Yes, but in the Mishnah. Um, if yes, but he no, he says it wasn't in Mishnah Rishona. That's the point. All right, so let's not if the Mishnah Rabbi Yossi holds that Giso is not a problem. That, that's simple for our purpose. There must be the case. I just. It's not it's so clear. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. It is. I just don't understand. You have to say that he, when Rabbi Yosef says 
And Rashi, I know Rashi says this, but when 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 Rabbi Yose says though Mishnah Rabbi Akiva Mishnah Rishonu, we always follow the later Mishnah. I thought Rabbi Yose was just making a point of who's possible with the rice, so what's the original psalm, but okay. So apparently not. So anyway, there was this matana where uh and uh, when when Shua passed Rabbi Yose, the question was, who said it was like Rabbi Yosei the Mishnah? Maybe Rabbi Yosei the Brisa, the Pasal Begisa. So the Gemara says, He gives an example of someone who's Pasal, this he and Pimchas who were brothers, and they were married to sisters. Aval. Okay. So, now the Gemara says, Maybe in those who said maybe there were two psalm in it, and he was he was mentioning were possible, and he was thinking about Giso. So the Gemara says, "Amar lei." Okay, if you want to establish the Kenyan, then uh, go find the Ede Mesira. So you find the Ede Mesira, then the Kenyan is a Kenyan because that's fine. The Ede Chasima psalm, the Ede you rely upon the Ede Mesira. Which means what? That you pass the like Rebbe Lazar, the Amar. They won't let me. They give me the card time. I can't. I can't establish Masana for you. Now, this Gemara obviously is explicitly assuming like Rebbe Lazar. How does the Rip Paskin here? I wasn't on the Maimon but you must have been curious, no? He actually doesn't. He doesn't quote the story. I think there may be Nuschos, which the Rif says something, but at least in our printed edition, he doesn't quote the story. If the Rif had quoted the story, it would seemingly make clear that, but not necessarily. But he holds like Rabbi Lazar by Shar Staris, because what kind of a star was this? Starmat Nasa. Now, of course, you realize now that you could say, ah. Oh, this is Shtar Matana, the Shtar Kenyan. So maybe even the riff would be, even if you hold, like, even if you say in a Gomer Chasr Shabbatim, maybe Shtar Kenyan, it works. Maybe, maybe Halach Velas are begitten, and anything that's like it, namely Shtar Yaknayasa. Where have you seen such an approach? You'd have to have very good memory for the Bikiyas here. I only know this because I just relearned it with someone. So, right? What? That's impressive. The Gemara Narcos says that Kol Shtaras Ha'olos Barakos Shal Achim Bechosmei Mgoyim Arkshem Chutzmi Gitei Nashem B'Shachri Avadim So the Gemara says Bishlama I understand Shtari Raya because let's say you know the Narcos don't lie but if it's Shtari Kenyan how can they be valid? So the Gemara gives two answers one is the Demachos Adina and the second is Kigitin Anything that's like Gittin Shukhavad, the name is Shari Kinyan. Only Shari Raya works. So you could just say that Gittin, you know, Allah Raza Begittin, meaning anything similar to Gittin, which is a Shari Kinyan. Not for Shari Raya, which is what you need for Nechas and Mishuvadi. So this Gemara so far, in Sanhedrin at least, is a Shari Kinyan. Okay. Next. Is the Gemara in Ksubas, correct? What's next? This is not as simple a Gemara as it appears on the surface.
And this Gemara also appears in Bava Basra, in Perecheska Sabatim. And there's more material there in the Mishnah. But let's start with this Gemara. Tzadi Dawid Amin Allah. Shimmy, you get one more piece. So what does that mean? Yes. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, okay, so they are dated the same day. They're dated the same day. Yotzes Biomechad. Two people are holding them. Now, what's the problem, obviously? Okay. Who gets it? Presumably, on the surface, it should belong to one or the other. Rob says, go ahead. So Rav says that you divide the field. It's a suffix. In this case, now why don't we say Yehimuna Hachi Yavu Eliyahu? So why? Well, I'm asking yes. But I'm asking an additional question, which is why not? Sometimes we say a himunah because we're afraid of a ramai. But uh, uh, immediately, I don't remember, by the way, if the Gemara asks on this Gemara. They ask on a bunch of others, and this is quoted there, but I think this is just quoted in the continuation. I don't remember if this itself is a challenge. It might be. Well, that's it, right. That would be the reason not to do... Obviously, the advantage of, 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 of Shuda is you might get it right. At least that's the assumption right now. Whereas Chalukah might not be. So yes, the Gemara does ask it, but it asks only from one of the two opinions. And I'm trying to remember which one of the two opinions is asking. It's asking from Shmuel, not from Rav, if I'm not mistaken. It's asking from the Shuda opinion. For Rav, there's no kasha, why Chokim? But, which is not what you said, Yoni. But what, what I'm highlighting is that the Ramai here is not either of these two guys. Who's the Ramai? The guy who sold the field twice, or gave the gift twice. So that, that has no room here. You know, in, in Kema Hitzah Ramai, the, the issue is here, the way the Maskan of the Gemara is going to be, Jonathan, is that according to Rav, of course it's Cholkim, because it actually belongs to both of them. It's not, there's no suffix here. Whereas according to Shmuel, we don't know who it is, but it belongs to one of them, and we'd at least try to, want to try to get it right. Well, however, why is that we use Shuda? Now, what is the Shuda of the Dainis? This is a big machal for Sarishanam as well. Rashi, and I think Rashbam also, Rashi in a couple of places in Shas. Rashi says, including here, Shuda is the Dayan makes a rough estimate. In other words, he, uh, he makes a rough estimate as to, based upon whatever we, knowledge we have in the circumstance, what seems more likely to him. It's a kind of standard that would normally never be enough, not evidence. But here, because there is no way to resolve it, we allow the Dayan to decide. That is a much more appealing approach than Rabbeinu Tam's approach. Rabbeinu Tam's approach is, Dayan gives it whoever he wants. It's called Shukhta de Dayane. Then, of course, well, if that's the case, somebody will slip the Dayan 20 bucks. So, in the strangest of ways, Rabbeinu Tam says, no, the Dayan who's not the Mama Ladun, his Dina Bethetela. It's such a funny way of saying it. I would have said, because this is crooked corruption. The Raminu Tam might say, well, there is no crooked corruption here because the dying gets to do whatever he wants with it. Let's say I have an ice cream cone. And I'm looking to give it to somebody. 
I'm good. I can't eat it. So somebody comes and slips me a couple bucks. Of course, I'll give it to them. That's that. Is that illicit? It belongs to me, the ice cream cone. So this is shukta the dayane. The dayane was the dayane. So then says, no, it's no good if you pay money because then a dayane should not tell din, namanadun din abitela. Okay. I, I, the, the Rabbeinu Tom's approach, he has a raya from one gemara. I forget which it is. Um, I know which gemara is in Bab in the, in the beginning. Okay, it's a very uncomfortable idea that the dayane just give whoever they want. Rashi's approach, I understand, okay, it's imperfect, but what other choice do we have? So you do your best to guess uh, what, what you think the person, we know who it was. All right. Fine. Um, okay. So the Gemara suggests that this is totally on the Machlokas for Meir and Rabbalaser. If you believe that Rabbi Meir, so here's actually, and this is the part that the Bishonim are working out, and the Gemara kind of works out. According to Rabbi Meir, if I write two Shtaros, dated the same day, that I am hereby giving this Sada to so-and-so through this Shtar, and now I give one over, am I allowed to give the other one over to another person? I'm not asking this of a head, but ask, is it valid? Not whether it's the right thing to do. Of course, it's the wrong thing to do. It's immoral because you gave one person the gift and now you're stabbing somebody in the back. So, in other words, is Rabbi Meir's shita because we don't know who received it first? Well, because it doesn't matter who received it first. Right? Because it doesn't matter who received it first. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say you wrote two stars at the same date, and you gave it to one today, and you give it to the other guy tomorrow. Does it matter? The answer, I believe, is it sure does. But why? Jimmy? No, I agree, and you gave both. I gave one today, I gave one tomorrow. Right, and so once you gave the first one, then the second one is no longer giving something that you had. Well, but okay, and let's say it's the same day. Oh, you're, you're going back to the first question, not my second stage. You're saying that if I write two shtaros today, date them today, give one to you, and then I give one to Daniel, you're saying that by right, really, it's yours, we just may not know? Is that, is that what you were ta- discussing? And that, so... I, I'm, the, the pastor says that's not correct. The pastor says, the Rabbi Meir, in that case, they are Hulkan Medina. That's why the Gemara in Baba Basra, Jonathan, was not, didn't ask the question from Rab, according to most Rishonim, because for Rab, it was Medina, you're Hulkan, not Misafik. But I'm asking that, according to Meir, if you give the second one the next day, it appears that the first one's Kona. 
Why? Right. What? No, that's only if someone's a Shri Buddhist. And the scribe wasn't Muktam. It was written on that particular day. It was given the next day. Okay. If you, if, if I, well, for example, well, I don't want to go down that road. Tosis on, on Sadi Dalamadeh assumes that, like Ramban does, even though it, I don't know that it's as compelling from the Gemara as they make it out to be, that Shmuel holds Ada Bahasuma Zachimah. But, like Abaye. But I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Not yet. But it's not, again, it's not Muktam. The star was, the Adam signed on the star when it was supposed to be written. I don't think anybody would question. Yeah. Certainly between these two. Let's assume, the reason why a star Muktam is possible by the Meshiba, let's assume it's a Matana but there's no Shiba in it. An Achrayus. And an Achrayus and a Matana would be, I'm giving you a gift, Jonathan. But in case, I, I want to reassure you, and I like you so much, that in case somebody comes and seizes your gift, you know, because of a shibud, I'll make good on it. Uh, besides, that would be irrelevant anyway. It wouldn't matter, actually, if I'm thinking it in this direction. But there's no, that's why Shtar Mokim is possible, because you're going to be Goldash Shalom and Adin. Let's assume there's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, shibud here. Just a straight-up gift. If something happens to it anyway, easy come, easy go. So why should that be? If they have the same date and they're both eventually given over, why does it matter that one was given on the day one day before the other? No, we don't know who was given first, by the way. That's a given in this circumstance. We don't know. We have no idea. We know they're, they're signed, dated the same, they're, they're dated the same day. We don't know who was given it first. The point that we made just before is that according to Mary, it doesn't matter who was given it first. But it does matter if you give it to one on Monday or one given Tuesday. Why? See, for Rabbi Lazar, that Ede Mesirakarti, for the moment, and for the moment, you realize this Gemara implies what? What is the mashmosh of the Gemara in terms of the machlokis, the rif, and, and the balayatosos of that Ede Nesira? The pastus in the Gemara, at least at first glance, is Af or Dafka? Dafka. But the whole point is that if for Shmuel, if you say Shuda the Daini because it belongs to one or the other, it means it belongs to the person who it was given to first. But if Rabbi Lazar holds Af Ede Karti, well, maybe there's Edom in these two Staros, in which case, why don't you just say that maybe it's actually Shavu Shava? There are ways of dealing with it. I'm not, it's not, uh, it's not Mukhra. Uh, there are answers to this question. But what I'm really driving at and what I'm asking you now is what is the, for, for, for Rabbi Meir, what is the nature of Ede Hasima Karte? Because if it's Ede Hasima Karte, obviously on the condition that the star, the other way I could ask the question is, Abai's position of Ede Hasima Zachamo, is that not, is that Rabbi Meir's position? Ede Hasimah Karte. Now for Abaye, we know for sure in the Gemara what it means. 
means only if it's eventually given over. That's the difference between and Shtori Hakna. Shtori Hakna, it doesn't make a difference whether it's given over or not in principle. Whereas Eidah V'chasum and Zachalom means if it's given over, then the Yuzocha from the Shibur and everything from the time of the day. When the Eidah is signed, that's when the call is created. It's a conditional obligation, but nonetheless, the call is created from the time the Eidah is signed, you get a Shibur from them, it's valid to date the Shtarevah. So the question is, what, so if that's the case, what difference does it make whether I'm Moser today, one today, one the next day? Right? In a regular case, one straight up star for Abaye, Eidah B'chasum and Zachama. If I date the star today and I lend borrow the money on Friday, the Shibud is half for now. No question about it. So why is it, why is it that it's invalid? Good question. You're going to have to think about that question. Let's read on just a little bit. Okay. I find this to be a funny terrace. The first approach gives you the conceptual difference between the two opinions. The second approach just repeats the two opinions. <laughs> Obviously, what it means is, it doesn't mean, what it means that they, it's a machlokas in what is the best way. And it's a very, by the way, it's a very uh, major, significant philosophical machlokas, I think, here. In, a, in other words, what this really means is that in a situation, um, this is, this is a, a, a behavioral economics question. I give you a choice. You can either choose to have $50, I give it to you, or we flip a coin. Heads, you get 100. Tails, you get nothing. Yes, except for that when you reverse it and say, you pay me $50, or you get to flip a coin, and if you, it's heads, you pay me 100. If tails, you, uh, you, uh, you, you pay nothing. Most people, more, more people, more people choose to flip the coin. Loss aversion versus gain stuff. That was the basic experiment of kind of the first key. So I think it was there. No, 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 no. This is not up to the litigants to decide. This is what we th- we have, we're deciding, Daniel. Not in the specific case. We're deciding in the abstract. So the question is, would you rather at least be half right? Or would you rather take the chances that you're wrong because maybe you'll get it right? Now, there's the possibility that justice, in one case, there is a miscarriage of justice. For sure, it's just a half miscarriage. In the other case, your choices are a total miscarriage of justice or getting things perfectly. So that's the philosophical dispute here. What is better? It, it, you could do so much with this. I'm not going to go on further, but you know, there's so many, so many places you could take this. You are all young, and most of you, I hope all of you, aspire to per, to a perfect world. I am not so young anymore. I have come to accept the realities of the world. I might rather have a half a loaf. You might prefer to aim to, to, to aspire to the full loaf, 
And if we disagree on this particular issue, if we do, we would both be right from the vantage point at which we stand or sit. No, but that's the, so it's really it's a core machlokes here, uh, really a core philosophical debate as to what is the definition of the best kind of justice. One is tempted to say that I'm not going to is that Rav believes that Pshara is better than Din, and Shmuel believes that Din is better than Pshara. Pshara produces Shalom, Din produces justice, which is better. Well, now we normally assume that Pshara is better. We assume that if there's a fight between Shalom and MS, we would, at the end of the day, rather have Shalom. Not everybody. Right? That's a big machlokas in Sanhedrin in the first Torah. What the, what, the, what the right thing? Now, there, there were those who abhorred Shara. Exactly for the reason that it's rewarding somebody who doesn't deserve it. And our tradition of Psach, in preference, is that we prefer Shalom over, over MS. When we, when, we have to, when we have to choose between the two. Okay. We'll finish. Uh, so then we're going to resume. The next two days will be slightly shorter because Again, uh, 1.30 tomorrow, 11 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, and then on Sunday, we will resume Eon. And after next week, we go back to the regular uh, Bikiyas schedule.